Welcome to Seven Mile Ministry. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning. Y'all tired of the rain? It won't be long, and we'll be saying we wish it'd rain. I wish it'd cool off. I wish it'd rain. Wish it'd warm up. Wish it'd dry out. We just can't be satisfied, can we? Well, let's get into the Word. Um, I'm just going to jump into Scripture right here. Uh, scripture that most everyone knows. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you believe it? I mean, are you fully convinced of this Scripture that it's true? That God loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in Him, you're a whoever and I'm a whoever, that should not perish but have everlasting life. That's His will that none should perish. Amen? That's God's will, but His will's not always done because people die and go to hell every day. But we've got to be fully convinced of this Scripture right here. Fully convinced, fully persuaded. And I am fully persuaded. I am fully persuaded that a little teenage girl, that God sent His Holy Spirit, and His Holy Spirit, she conceived and um, carried Jesus in her belly for nine months, gave, a, a virgin gave birth, and He lived here on this earth sinless, and He went to a cross and He became sin for you and I. He was wrongfully accused. He was nailed to a, he was tied to a whipping post and they beat the skin off of him. Worse than that, actually. And then he carried a cross and then he was hung on the cross and he died for you and me. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But I'm fully convinced, fully persuaded that it happened. You can't talk me out of it. I believe it. You've got to be fully persuaded yourself. Fully persuaded that that blood that was shed on that cross accomplished that for you. It accomplished a whole lot more than that. It says in the Psalms 105, 37th verse that we came out. That means He saved us with silver and gold. That means He provided for us. No feeble among our tribes. That means healing. That blood got us out of hell, provided for us provision, and guess what? It got us healed. Amen. By His stripes we were healed. Do you believe it? Are you fully persuaded of it? That's the title of today's sermon is Fully Persuaded. And we've got to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Amen. In 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 17th verse is, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Do you believe it? If you're in Christ, you're not who you used to be. You're a new creation. You're a new man or a new woman. Recreated by what? The blood of Jesus. Who you used to be is not who you are anymore. Jesus said, hey, Lazarus, come up out of that grave. And remember, Lazarus come out of the grave and he said he was wearing the grave clothes. He come walking out wearing grave clothes. And Jesus said, take the grave clothes off of him. Why? Well, he was dead. A dead man wears grave clothes. But now Jesus made him alive. And a man that's alive don't wear the same clothes as you wear when you're dead. So when we're dead to sin, guess what? We're robed in sin and we're robed in death. We're robed in grave clothes, but Jesus made us alive in Him. We're a new creation. And He says, now you're robed in righteousness. Quit wearing those old garments. But we still put them on a lot of the time. Because we still live like the old man instead of like the new man. Because we still live by what we see 
rather than by faith and we still live in the flesh and we get over in the flesh. And when you do that, you're putting on the old garments. It got quiet. It's because y'all are gnawing on it because that's the truth. We all do it. We're just being real this morning, that's all. In 1 John, the second chapter, the seventh verse says, Jesus became the propitiation of our sin. That means He took our place on the cross. Do you believe it? Do you believe that He took our place on the cross? He did. He went to the cross for us. Guess what? It was a diversion that was made. What He deserved, which was righteousness, was diverted to you and I. And the sin that we deserved was diverted to Him. Every bit of it, past, present, and future, every sin that there ever has been, all the way to Adam, all the way till Jesus comes back, was on His body on the cross. He became the propitiation for our sins. Amen. That's good news. You can look at the story of Barabbas when Jesus walks out on the platform with Pontius Pilate and Barabbas is on one side, Pontius Pilate's in the middle, Jesus is on the other side. And he says, which one do you want? This innocent man that we can't find anything to charge him with? He is completely and totally, utterly innocent. And this man over here is a murderer, a thief, a liar. He deserves to go to the cross. And they said, give us him. And he said, I'm going to wash my hands of it. And all the people said, let the blood be on us and be on our children. They didn't know what they were saying, but I'm glad they said it. Because his blood was on them and it was on our children. That's you and me. The blood was shed for you and I. But you know what? A guilty man walked off that platform, a free man, because Jesus took his place. And I don't know if you realize it, but that's you and me in the story. We're Barabbas. He became the propitiation of our sin. Do you believe it? You got to be fully convinced. You got to be fully persuaded. Praise the Lord. I realize this week I haven't been fully persuaded of everything. I've claimed to be fully persuaded. There's some things the Lord showed me this week I haven't been fully persuaded. And it, it broke me. And we'll get into that. Sooner, here in a moment. I am fully persuaded of this. You can't change my mind. In Romans, the 8th chapter, the 38th verse, he says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, that's nothing, nothing, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me back up. For I am persuaded. That's Paul. He says, I am fully, completely persuaded that nothing can separate us from this love right here. Nothing that you can do, nothing that you've ever done, nothing that you can earn, nothing that you can mess up. Nothing can separate you from this love right here. He's fully persuaded. And that same way he's fully persuaded is the same way you and I have got to be fully persuaded. You can't keep looking behind you how bad you've messed up and how you've made a train wreck of things. Don't look behind you, look ahead of you. The windshield's a lot better than the rear view mirror. A, a smart guy that I know that's good friends of mine told me that one time. He said, why do you think that windshield's so big? Because that's more important where you're going than where you've been. Because what's behind you don't concern you. Once you're plowing, you don't look back. Lot's wife looked back. 
But we're looking ahead. Amen? You've got to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded? Don't say amen too quick. Amen. Think of where I'm going to go here. In Ephesians, the very first chapter of Ephesians, Paul is writing to the church there and he says, in the very first chapter, we're starting the 15th verse, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love of all the saints... Do not cease to give thanks for you. And he says, make a mention of you in my prayers. And this is what he's praying right here in the next verse. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ Jesus when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand of heavenly places where far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but this age to come. And He put all things under His feet and gave Him to be head over all things of the church which is His body, the fullness of uh, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Now let me back up. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. He says, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened and you'll understand every scripture we just read right there. That the same power that worked when it raised Christ Jesus from the dead, guess what? It dwells inside of each and every believer. He says, I hope that you get the, I'm praying that you get the knowledge and the revelation and the eyes of your understanding. It's not these eyes. It's not these eyes. These eyes won't understand it. All these eyes do is get you messed up because you start walking by sight rather than walking by faith. These, these eyes right here will lead you the wrong way. He says, the eyes of your understanding, which is the eyes of your heart, that your spirit, your innermost being, those eyes. Your spiritual eyes. See, you can see a lot of things with your spiritual eyes that you can never see with your natural eye. And other people around you, they'll be looking at one thing, but you'll see something totally different because you're looking at it with another set of eyes. See, so they'll just see death and defeat, and you'll say, no, I just see victory. Why? Because that's what the Word promises me. Jesus didn't go to a cross and die so I could spend my life beat up and sick all the time and defeated and broke, busted, and disgusted. He didn't do it. He went to the cross to get us out of that. Amen. Problem is, people aren't fully persuaded of that. People sit in church on Sundays all over this whole country, all over this whole world. We claim that we're fully persuaded, but when it gets right down to it, when you're putting the last coat of paint on it, when the rubber hits the road, whatever you want to say, not fully persuaded. Not. Y'all want to cut my tires? I can see it in your eyes. In the very second, you're right there if you in your Bible. You, we just read to the end of Ephesians, the first chapter. Just look on over in the second. Now I want you to see this. And He made you, 
And you he made alive. You were dead in trespasses and sins. Whence you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. We don't do that anymore. That's not us anymore. Among who also were all once conducting ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love, which He loved us. Remember, we just read about His love. He said, I'm fully persuaded that nothing can disconnect us from that love. There ain't nothing. And you got to be fully persuaded of this love right here. His great love, which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You have to understand, by grace you've been saved, what, through faith, through your faith. I didn't see it, but I believe it. I have faith. And raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly realms, heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, I'll read the eighth verse here. For by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift from God. Amen. So I read that because I want you to understand something. That's your righteous position. That's your righteous position. We are seated at the right hand of the throne of God with Jesus. The same power that raised Him from the dead dwells on the inside of each and every believer. That is your righteous position. You've got to be fully convinced of it. You've got to be fully persuaded of it. That that is your righteous position. That's where you are seated. See, good deeds couldn't get you that position. But God made you sit at the right hand of the throne. Now, he sat you in that position. Once you become in the righteousness of God by the blood of Jesus, once you're seated in that position, a mistake or a failure don't get you kicked back out to the prison of sin. See, we once were in a prison of sin and your good deeds couldn't get you out. But now we're in a prison of righteousness seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And just like your good, good deeds couldn't get you out of that prison, your bad deeds don't get you out of this one. And the prison of righteousness is where we're seated. That's your righteous standing. You've got to understand it. You've got to be fully, fully persuaded that's your new position. Amen. That's your new position. There's blind men that follow Jesus. <clears throat> when Jesus departed from there, Jesus had just... Uh, uh, raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, and he's leaving from there. And it says, when he departed from there, that two blind men followed him and cried out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came in, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be. And guess what? Their eyes were opened. But I find it, it it's, it's pretty wild. That you've got some guys that can't see anything with these eyes. Evidently, they saw something else with these eyes. They were fully persuaded that he can do something about my situation. If I can just follow him. If I can just stay with him. You know, there were men walking around the streets every day that could see perfectly well. They could see, but they never did see. All the spiritual people that could see, all the Pharisees, the scribes of Pharisees, the religious leaders of that time, they could see real good with these eyes. They just never saw Jesus with these eyes, with the other eyes, with the, 
the, the eyes of their understanding, their hearts. They never saw with those eyes. But here's these two blind men that can't see a thing. You know they're not walking by sight because they can't see. They're walking by faith. I want to follow Jesus like one of those blind men. I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm fixing to step in. I don't even know whose house I'm in. I don't know what street I'm on. I'm just following Jesus. I'm just having faith that one step at a time, I'm just following Jesus. It don't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't have to get it. It don't have to make sense to me. I just got to be fully persuaded and believe that this word right here is true. And that Jesus won't ever leave me and He won't ever forsake me. And believe every word on every page. Be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she was fully persuaded. She said, if I can just touch the robe of His garment, the hem of His garment, if I can just touch the hem of it, I'll be made well, I'll be made whole. Guess what? She was. What about the Roman centurion? He said, it's your word. You just speak the word and I know my servant will be healed. And Jesus spoke the word. He said, I haven't seen such great a faith like this in all of Israel. Guess what? They, they were fully convinced. They were fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. No what ifs. No buts. No maybes. None of that junk. Just fully persuaded. We've got to be fully persuaded. Praise the Lord. We've got to be fully persuaded. But here's where most of us live. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. This man, had un- his son had an unclean spirit. And his disciples tried to cast the spirit out and they couldn't. They didn't have any success. And he said, Jesus, he came to Jesus. Jesus says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. In other words, he's trying to put it off on them. Your disciples couldn't do it. And Jesus says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Same thing applies to you and I. You've got to be fully persuaded. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus saw the people came running together. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. And then the spirit came out of him. Let's back up. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I find myself there more times than I would like to. I didn't really realize it until I started seeking the Lord this week about some things and I... My eyes were open to some things that I really never had seen before that maybe I'm not fully persuaded as I thought I was. In fact, I don't even know if I know anybody that's fully persuaded. I don't know if I've ever met anybody personally who is fully persuaded. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be fully persuaded that this Word... What it says we can do and who it says we are, that we can do what it says we can do and we are who it says we are and God is who He says He is. Trusting with your natural eyes is never going to get it. Walking by sight is never going to get it. Trusting with your natural eyes is not going to cut it. The disciples came back and they said, We've seen Him. 
We have seen the Lord. And Thomas said, Come on now. Y'all ain't seen nothing. They said, Yes, we have. We've seen Him. And he said, Well, I tell you what. When I can stick my hands, my finger in the holes in his hand, and I can take my hand and put it in the, his side, he said, then I'll believe it. That's not faith. That's walking by sight. I can tell you I'm standing right here. You see me. It don't take any faith. Here I am. You can look in your checking account and you see a bunch of money. It takes no faith to pay your bills. But when you got more month than money, now what you going to do? There's going to be some faith required. And the faith is, my God shall supply all my needs according to my riches and glory. I'm not concerned with it because I'm a tither. Why would I? Why would I be concerned with paying any bills or ever having enough? Because I am a tither and I believe this word. This word says, test me, prove me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven, pour out blessings that you can't contain. I believe it's true. I believe it 100%. I am fully persuaded of that, I can tell you. Because He ain't never left, let, let me down before. He said, you believe because you see, Thomas. You believe because you've put your finger in my hand. And you believe because you've put your hand in my side. That's why you believe. He said, blessed are those who believe and haven't seen. That's you and me. That's you and I. I haven't seen... I didn't see Jesus go to the cross. I've never seen... The, the holes in his hands. I want to be the blessed. I want to be blessed. Amen. We get over into the Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So here's where it hit me right between the eyes this week, and I'll just go ahead and tell you. I believe all the scriptures we just read. I believe and I'm pretty, fully persuaded. I know I'm going to heaven. I know I am. I believe it. You can't talk me out of it. You cannot talk me out of it. Jesus went to the cross and died so that I can go to heaven and so that you can go to heaven, right? Is that the only reason He went to the cross? What about the other scriptures we just made mention of? About provision that He provided for us. He became what? Poor so that we could become what? Rich? By His stripes ye were healed, past tense. Not maybe, not hope for, maybe if it's God's will, maybe it will. No, you were healed. The Scriptures plainly says it, that you were healed. There's no, not one time in the entirety of the Bible that somebody comes up to be healed by Jesus. He says, sorry, it's not God's will for you to be healed. Next! Not one time. He healed every one of them. Every scripture you read, boy, we could go down a list and we probably will next week or the week to come. But every one of them, they were all healed. It says they were all healed. It'll say they come to Him and they were all healed. Every one of them. They must have been fully persuaded of something. So I'm going over there to the cabinet this week because I've been to the cabinet a whole lot the last few weeks and I've got this bottle in there. It's Advil Migraine. And I'll get me a couple of those out of there because I've been having some headaches. Headaches don't belong to me. Jesus went to the cross and died, so I don't have to have headaches. But you know when I was getting those pills out of there and taking one from my... I went from taking two to one because two was kind of making my heart beat real fast, I guess because I got a lot of caffeine or something. So I started just taking one. And... uh 
I was talking to the Lord about it. And that's when I realized I wasn't fully persuaded. I was fully persuaded that I had a headache though. And that's why I went to the cabinet. And that's why I went and got the Advil migraine. Because I was fully persuaded that my head was hurting really bad. Now, if I was fully persuaded that by His stripes I am healed, then there's no reason to go get an Advil migraine because I don't have a headache. So therefore, I have not been fully persuaded. A few weeks ago, I was feeling pretty bad. And I don't go to the doctor often. Unless the, you know, I rip my elbow off. But I went, and he said, you got the flu. I didn't say I had the flu. He said I had the flu. I, didn't, I don't think I did. I think they tell everybody they got the flu. Because I've had the flu before, years ago, and I couldn't, I was bad sick. This time I was just, you know, I, I wasn't feeling too good. I was feeling weak and puny and coughing up a bunch of junk and all that stuff. But the time I had the flu, I laid in the bed and shivered and shook and sweat with a high fever for three or four days. So I just think they go, yep, flu, next, flu, up, oh, flu. I mean, you see people that got, yeah, I got the flu. You ain't got the flu. That's what they tell everybody. But anyway, I was fully convinced that I was sick. I was fully convinced of it. I was fully persuaded that I was sick. If I had been fully persuaded that I was healed, I would have no need to go to the doctor. That's fact. That's a tough one. I know it's hard to sit there and listen to this message, but it's the dang truth. I'm going to become fully persuaded that I am healed. I'm not taking any more Advil migraine. I made my mind up Friday. I am not taking any more Advil migraine. I'm not. I am not. I'm not having another headache. I am not having a headache because by His stripes I'm healed. I'm not. I'm done with it. I am over it. I am fully persuaded that He went to a cross and died for me. His blood was shed by His stripes. I am healed. So the red, Alexander, does not have to have a headache. Now I'm not telling you to go home and throw all your medicine away. That's between you and the Lord. you got to work out your own salvation. Maybe your face is not right there yet. But your faith can be there if you get in this Word and you read on all those Scriptures and study on healing. I've got away from it. I used to not be like that, but over the course of, I don't know, past six, eight months, a year or so, it's been nothing. I just go to the cabinet, I'll be getting them Advil migraines out, their migraines out, just popping them like Tic Tacs. But now I'm mad at myself. Because I haven't been fully persuaded. This is what the Word says. We're just reading the Bible. Now, let's look at this. You bump into the lady at the gas station or the grocery store. Let's just use the grocery store for an example. Hey, Sister Susie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How's Brother Bobby doing? Oh, he ain't doing too good. What's wrong with him? He's sick. We've carried him to every doctor in town and we're just trying to figure out what's wrong with him. He's just been sick and he's been struggling. He's been having some headaches or uh, uh, he's had the flu for three months or whatever. They just can't figure it out. Okay, well, we'll pray for him. We don't think nothing of that. I mean, we think that's not good. Who wants to be sick for three months and go spend all your money at the doctor, copay, here's $30. Now, 
Well, if you bumped into old sister Susie, hey, how's old brother Bobby doing? And she said, oh, he ain't doing too good. What's wrong with him? Well, he just ain't feeling saved this week. He's been battling it for about three weeks now. I mean, he just ain't feeling saved no more. We've been to every church in town. We've tried all the different denominations. We even hired a, somebody to come over to the house, but he just ain't feeling saved. That's the stupidest thing in the world. That's what you'd think. You ain't feeling saved. But we don't think nothing about it when you say you're feeling sick. You're just as healed as you are saved. You're just as healed as you are saved. If you're not just as healed as you are saved, then you are walking by sight and not by faith because the Word of God says that by His stripes we were healed. End of story. You just got to be fully persuaded of it. You got to get yourself fully, fully persuaded of it. Well, things didn't work out the way I thought they would for my grandma. Well, does that change the Word of God? Absolutely not. Things didn't work out the way I thought they would for my papa. He went home to be with the Lord. I thought he would live to at least a hundred. I was totally, completely blown away in total shock, disbelief. This cannot be happening. There ain't no way. No way. But it happened. I can't explain it. I don't know the answer. It ain't my business. I'm not God. But I know that just the fact that it, it didn't work out the way that... My family thought it should have. It don't change the word. You got to be fully persuaded. Are y'all fully persuaded? Hmm. We're going to get fully persuaded. In 2 Corinthians 5th chapter 7th verse. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's where we miss it. We start walking by sight, not faith. And let me tell you, this world we live in is baptized in unbelief. Anywhere you look around, if, if somebody says, I'm just so depressed and I'm stressed out and I'm worried and I'm just having anxiety. Well, that's pretty normal. The world we live in, I mean, unless you're living under a rock, that's pretty normal. Unless you're walking around with your eyes closed like them blind men. Because if you look it around and you watch the news and you watch all the junk on Facebook and all that, that'll depress you. That'll stress you. That'll make you. That'll mess you up. It's pretty normal. Well, we gotta quit walking by sight. Start walking by faith. Anybody can walk by sight. Christianity is by faith. I'm saved by faith. You're saved by faith. You're healed by faith. Provision, God provides your bills by faith. We tithe by faith and we receive by faith. Everything we do is by faith. By faith. Think about old David. We talked about David last week and he went out there and he's, he's standing against that giant. I think about... I mean, he's a small little old boy. He was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded. He didn't look at the credentials. He didn't hear him talking about this guy's older. He's been fighting since his youth. He's twice your age. His, his, the coat of armor he wears weighs as much as you, your whole body. The spearhead on his spear weighs as much as one of your legs. Oh, you got a slingshot? In other words, 
You, you remember the story we read it last week? We went through the whole thing. David never even recognized that he was nine foot nine and that he was a bad dude. All he kept saying is, now what am I going to get for killing him? Tell me again. A lot of money, king's good looking daughter, no taxes. He said, that he'll deliver him into my hand. And he went out there and you know what he did? He said, today, the Lord my God, the God that you defy, the living God, the God of Israel, guess what? He will deliver you into my hands. And I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds of the air. And he went out there. We know he killed him. He chopped his head off. He picked, grabbed him by the nappy hair and picked it up. Probably held his head up towards the Philistines and said, Hey, any of y'all know a good taxidermist? <laughs> but what if? He would have said, Ooh, man, he's a big one. Hmm. We see the story, we read it. He, he, he is not looking with these eyes. He's looking with these eyes. He is fully persuaded that God's fixing to deliver him into our hands. What about Joshua and Caleb, the children of Israel? The children of Israel, they go out there and they send the spies into the land. The ten of them come back and go, oh no, we too little, they too big, they'll kill us. We're just like little grasshoppers. And Joshua and Caleb said, we got this. God's for us. God's not for them. We are well able. And then they gathered around and get ready to stone them. And they had to wait 40 more years for all of them, all the unbelief and people looking, walking by sight and not by faith to die off. By this time, old Caleb is 85 years old. And he said, I feel just as good as I did 40 years ago. He didn't say, man, they big over there and they younger and they stronger and I'm an old man. No, he said, let me at them. Let me at them. I'm 85 years old and I'm fixing to go over there and kick some tail. That's what he did too. Hebron became uh, Caleb's mountain. Fully persuaded. Just being fully persuaded. They took it. They possessed it. And say, when we're fully persuaded of our righteous standing, you take it. You possess it. You take it. You lay hold of it. You possess it. He didn't belong to you. Just take it. Possess it. All the promises in this entire Bible belong to us. Just take hold of them. Possess it. You've got to become fully persuaded. And let me tell you, the, the opportunity for discouragement, it's always going to be there. The opportunity for fear is always going to be there. The opportunity for doubt and worry and all that unbelief, it's always going to be there. And you look at David years later. you talking about having an opportunity to get over into doubt and unbelief and fear and discouragement when the uh, Malachites come in there and, and took all their women, took their sons, took their daughters, took all their possessions and they left them. And here's David with all his men. And his men are, are grieving and hurting and they're ready to stone old David. Y'all remember that story? Amen. David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in his God. Now you got to get a hold of that right there. David strengthened himself in his God. Now he had opportunity to go fall face down. And go, Lord, I don't understand why. Why is this happening to me? Why these things happen? Why? I just don't, ooh. I've done that. I've done it. Probably everybody in here has done it. But he didn't. 
says he strengthened himself in the Lord. And after he strengthened himself in the Lord, you know what happened? He got about 600 of his men. They went to go look for these people. And on the way, 200 of them got tired and had to stay back. So the other, they, they, they tried to go, but the other 400 stayed with him. They ran across a guy who used to be a slave to the Malachites. They left him for dead because he got sick and got weak. And David gave him some food and gave him some water and got him strengthened up. And that guy led him to where they were at. And they went in there and they whooped some tail. And they got their women back and their daughters back and their sons back all their possessions back and they didn't lose a thing. That was his greatest victory after he strengthened himself in the Lord. Amen. Why God, why? David dipped his bucket in the well. We got to dip our bucket in the well. How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Well, you just dip your bucket in the well. Just dip your bucket on down in there and well and just pour it on out. Say, what in the world does that mean? Well, you got a well on the inside of you, living water. Jesus says uh, in John, the seventh chapter, in the seventh verse, if I'm not mistaken, he said, If anybody thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he said, Well, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You got a river of living water, and all you need is a bucket. Just get you a big old bucket. That's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. As you get that bucket and you start bailing out some water. Now it takes effort. You got to put some effort into it. Here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to do. I, I, know, I know this is hit, this, this hurts. Here's what we want to do. Well, let's let His will be done. That's the sissiest prayer I've ever heard. If I've ever heard one, that's the sissiest Christian prayer I've ever heard. That takes absolutely zero faith. Zero. She's seven years old. Do you think His will is for her to die? But you got no faith, so we'll say, God, just whatever Your will is, let it be done. Nothing on me. No, no faith required here. It's whatever Your will is. No, Your will is by His stripes you were healed. That's what His will is. His will is for us to all be healed, not to go through life miserable, broke, busted, and disgusted, and sick, and limping into heaven and barely got there. It's for us to live a good life here and to be healthy and to be prosperous. I know people have prayed that prayer before because I've prayed it. It don't do nothing. It's about as powerful as an unspoken prayer. An unspoken prayer, you may as well sing Sweet Home Alabama. It don't do one thing. Let me prove it to you. Oh, you got a prayer request, sir? What is it? Unspoken? Okay, unspoken. Well, let me put some faith on that. I have no idea what you want. So I'm going to put faith in something I don't know. You can't have faith in something you don't know. That's impossible. People call and say, pray for me. Text me, pray for me. What am I praying? I need some specifics. I need to know what you want me to pray. What am I going to pray? For all I know, you want me to pray that uh, you're going to get old buddy's wife over there. I'm not praying that. Now, there's cute, pretty prayers. That, that, that prayer, I mean, you can take somebody that's been four years at cemetery, I mean, seminary, and they can get out, and they can pray the prettiest prayer you've ever seen, and they can say, your will be done, God. And pray this. It sounds good, but it don't do nothing. 
It's just religious tradition stuff. Don't do nothing. You can't have faith in something you don't know. And God's will be done. Well, His Word is His will. And if we just read His Word, we'll learn what His will is. And then we can pray His will. Well, God's will is always done. No, it's not. People die and go to hell every day, and that is not His will. It says His will is no man shall perish, but to have eternal life. He said, pray that my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That tells us His will is not being on, down on earth, or He wouldn't say to pray that it would be done. Amen. We've got to be fully persuaded. Like I said, I've been a little upset with myself. See, it's like this. What he's left us was a couple brand new pickup trucks, some sports cars. He's left us uh, some big old cars, that you, a limousine, bass boat, ski boat, yacht, big mansion, lake house, beach house, um, some dirt bikes, some street bikes, um, credit cards with no limit. Your own Galleria. You just go to the Galleria and it's all free. You don't have to carry your bags. People carry bags for you. And uh, we're living in a cardboard box under a bridge. That's about where we're at. There ain't no way we tapped into everything that belongs to us. We ain't even scraped the crust off the top. We ain't tapped, we ain't even tapped into it. We got to get fully persuaded. Jesus says, I give you power and authority to lay hands on the sick so that they shall recover. Not might, not maybe, not if it's my will be done. But I give you power and authority to lay hands on the sick that they shall recover. You can cast out demons and evil spirits when you do it in my name. Are you fully persuaded of that? See, it's quicker just to say, oh, I ain't feeling good. Let me go over here and open up the cabinet and get me an Advil migraine out. But if I was really fully persuaded... That the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwelt on the inside of me. And if I was fully persuaded by His stripes I am healed, I don't need Advil migraine. I don't even need to go to the doctor. What am I going to do? Go to the doctor and they say, oh, What's wrong with you today, sir? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to come give you my $30 copay. I'm perfectly fine. That would be silly, wouldn't it? And then just leave there and go to the pharmacy. I don't need any medicine, but this, here's a hundred bucks. And we've got to get fully persuaded. We tell you how you're going to get fully persuaded. I'm not going to persuade you. You've got to get into this Word. You've got to read. You've got to study. You've got to find out what belongs to you. What belongs to you? Your righteous position. Go get over in Romans. It says we're no longer aliens. We're no longer foreigners. But He's brought us near. Actually, He's adopted us into His kingdom. As He is, so are we in this world. Guess what? He's adopted us into His kingdom. I'm not from here. I, just, I live in Gardendale, but I'm actually from somewhere else. My kingdom's somewhere else. I'm an ambassador here, and I've got some rights and some privileges that are afforded to me as an ambassador of Christ, but I am only passing through. This is nothing more than a vapor and a mist. And it's going to be over. It's just temporal. See, the things you see are temporary, but what you can't see, that's forever. See, this room's full of angels. Jesus is in this room. I guarantee it. It's here. You just can't see it because your eyes can't see that way because it's at the speed of light.
Because that's how He moves. You ever think sometimes that, you know how we're waiting on something? Mm, just waiting on something. I wonder if angels are up there in heaven and, the, and by the time we can even get one leg out of the bed, they're like, I could have done been around the world ten times by now. Come on, get up. Just using that as an example. Y'all look happy. You know, I'm preaching to myself today, and if y'all want to get something out of it while I'm here, that's good. We've got to be fully persuaded. Let me, let me reiterate this. I am not telling you to go home and take all the medicine the doctor gave you and throw it in the garbage and then call me next week and tell me how sick you are because you threw all your medicine away or quit going to the doctor and now you're in the emergency room. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just telling you to get fully persuaded. I'm just telling you to dig into this Word and understand what your righteous position is. When I said I'm not taking another Advil migraine, I'm telling you I am not taking another one. You couldn't pay me to take one. I decided Thursday I am not taking another one. I will not do it. I am not going to do it. You know why? Because I do not have headaches. I don't. I'm not. I will not. We're more surprised when we're healed than we are when we're sick. You ought to be more surprised when you're sick. You ought to say, I can't. I can't be sick. There is no way because I'm healed. Instead, we're like, God really healed you? Wow. That's a surprise. Woo! That ought to be the norm. You know what? He did heal you 2,000 years ago. See, that's where, that's where you're just as saved as you are healed. You've got to understand that. That blood healed you. We're fully persuaded that we're saved because I can't see saved. I don't see it. I can see the fruits of somebody that is saved. If somebody gets saved, I can plainly see with my eyes they don't talk the way they used to. They don't do the things they used to do. They're different. They just got a glow about them. They just look better. Yeah, you can see the fruits. You know, now they're giving to people and they're helping people and they're doing things they didn't used to be doing. I can see the fruits of it, but I cannot... See, saved. I can't take saved and put it in my hand and go, they're saved. I see it. You understand? But you can see sick. And you can feel sick. And you can see broke. And you can feel broke. Because you're hungry and you ain't got no money to eat. You're tired of them Roman noodles, whatever they are, them noodles. They ain't even real noodles. I ate Kraut and Winnie's one day every day for three weeks. That's truth. They're pretty good, but three weeks later, you don't want them anymore. That's a cheap meal. You're running low on cash. You don't like spam and potted meat. I ain't never been that hungry. No, nah, I've ate some spam now, but not potted meat. I ain't, I ain't never been that hungry. So we're walking by sight. I can't be healed because I feel sick. I can't be healed because I see sick. You see it with which eyes. And we've got to take hold of this. And that cardboard box, you know, it's getting uncomfortable. It's cold under that bridge. The winds are blowing. 
It's hot in the summertime. It don't seem like no wind's blowing in the summer. We've got to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Amen. When I say dip the bucket in your well, what I mean is this. You've got a financial need. Well, I'm not going to go and... I'm going to be like David. I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord. I've got a financial need. So I'm just going to dip that bucket down in here and I'm just going to pour out some word that says, My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. See, I believe it, therefore I speak it. I believe it, therefore I speak it. You feeling weak? Well, where do you get strength from? I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. See, I'm just dipping in the bucket, just pouring, I'm just dipping the bucket in the word, just pour it out, pouring it out. But everybody's against me. Everything's coming against me. Now I'll just take your bucket, strengthen yourself in the Lord, just pour out some no weapon for and against me shall prosper, and any tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. Just pour it on out. Just dip down in your bucket. Yeah, I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, he said, looks like I got diabetes. No, I do not have diabetes because the Word of God. Here, let me get my bucket. I'm going to dip it down there, and I'm going to pour it out, and I'm going to pour out this word right here. It says, by His stripes we were healed. Yeah, but they said uh, this time you got that, uh, what's that new flu going around? You got that new coronavirus. You got the swine flu. The swine flu ain't nothing but a name. And the name of Jesus is exalted above every other name that there ever has been. The swine flu ain't nothing but a name. Whatever the doctors told you is wrong with you, it ain't nothing but a name. And the name of Jesus is exalted above whatever that name is. You just got to be fully convinced of it. My grandma, a few months ago, we were standing right here praying. And she said... Uh, do y'all really believe this word? Oh yeah, we believe it. Everybody stood in that circle was fully convinced, wasn't we? The ones that was in that circle, you know who you are? You was fully convinced. Yeah, we believe that word. She says, well, it says on there that we're going to be seeing miracles and laying hands on the sick and they'll be recovering and we'll be doing... She went down the list and she goes, I don't see none of it. Mmm, God, oh, that hurt. 22-ounce E-swing right between the eyes with a waffle head on it. That's because we ain't fully persuaded. We've got some work to do. Jesus actually did the work. The only work you got to do is to believe that He did what He said He did and to have faith in this Word right here. Amen? This song we sing in Praise Him, y'all just make your way on up here. Record time. Man, I got 45 more minutes. That song we were singing, Fight My Battles, He's prepared a table in front of our enemies. Are you fully convinced and fully persuaded of that? How do you fight your battles? Popping Advil migraine? That's how I've been fighting them. But I'm gonna find a, I found a new way to fight. With the Word of God. I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully convinced. Proverbs 4.20 says that, that the Word uh, is health to all your flesh and healing to all your bones. I might not be quoting that exactly right, but I'm hitting the Proverbs 4.20. Get your Bible out and read it. 
It says the Word, the Word is health. It's medicine to your bodies and health and healing to your bones. The Word is medicine. The Word is medicine. The Word is medicine. You want some medicine for your body, you're going to find it right there in the Word. And it will heal you better than anything else. Now, as we were singing that song, this is how I fight my battles. I, honestly, I felt a little convicted because I don't really think I've, that ain't how I've been fighting my battles. It's just a lot easier to go take an Advil. I'm, it's just a lot easier. Way easier. Just take an Advil. Well, let your will be done. Unspoken prayer. Don't be a sissy Christian. The reason we read all those scriptures in the beginning us to see who we are. I wanted us to see our righteous position. I wanted us to see what belongs to us. You need to reread them often. Often. All the time. Reminding yourself of who you are. Reminding yourself of what belongs to you. Who I am and what belongs to me. I'm the righteousness of God. Ain't no weapon formed against. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand my right hand and ain't no evil will come around this dwelling. I don't care if it's happening to everybody else. It don't matter if it's happening to my neighbors. It ain't coming up on this house. Because for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You've got to take that bucket and dip it down there and strengthen yourself in the Word of God. Amen. I don't want to be known as the church up there by Tractor Supply. You know what that church up there by Tractor Supply now, I always say, hey, you know that church up there? You go up there, you walk in sick, and you walk out healed. You walk in there in bondage, and you walk out set free. Romans, the 8th chapter, and the 2nd verse says that the Spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. We've been set free. The Spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. We've been set free. It's like an airplane sitting on the runway. Gravity's got it there, but you get it going fast enough and aerodynamics takes over and now the law of gravity ain't got no hold on it anymore. Let me tell you, the law of sin and death ain't got no hold on you anymore because we've been set free by the spirit of life. Praise the Lord. You got to get pumped up and get excited and encourage yourself in the Lord. You got to be like David. You got to look down your nose at that giant. I ain't talking about looking down your nose at other people like I'm better than y'all because I'm not. I'm talking about look down your nose at that giant and be like, who are you? You're an uncircumcised Philistine. Flu, who are you? You're an uncircumcised Philistine. Death, you ain't got no hold on me. You're an uncircumcised Philistine. My God told me he brought me out with silver and gold. And that's what I'm sticking to. You just got to be fully persuaded. But you're not going to be fully persuaded if all you listen to is Rick and Bubba and Country Boy Can't Survive. And if all you do is look on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and watch CNN and American Idolatry and Desperate Housewives and what's that new one, Bachelorette and all that where you have one bachelor and you have a bunch of available women and he just sleeps with all of them and he picks them one. If you're watching that, you are watching a bunch of garbage that comes straight out of the pits of hell. 
That's not going to make you fully persuaded. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You know what unbelief is? Unbelief is belief in the wrong thing. It's faith in the wrong thing. What you eat, what you partake of, is very important. you got to be eating the Word. You know, I remember Josh preached Wednesday night. We don't know how much longer we've got. The sun, if you, it ain't a whole lot longer. But he, spent it, he said, ever how much time we do have left, he said, I encourage you to spend it in the Word and get as much Word in you as you can. And that's what I'm telling you this morning. You've been trying it the other way all these years. Hey, let's try something new. Let's try a different medicine. Amen. called you up too soon. And God, the, the doctors diagnosed you with something and you've been fully convinced of it. If you weren't fully convinced of it, you wouldn't take the medicine and you wouldn't keep going to the doctor. What I'm telling you is, let's be fully convinced of this word. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to take that money that we're wasting on doctors' time, we're wasting on doctors and on pharmacists, and put it in your pocket. Or help somebody else out. Give it to me. Buy my lunch. Like I said, it's a process. It's a process. You get into the Word. And what the Word promised you becomes more real to you with these eyes than what you see out here with these eyes. It's process. And you become fully persuaded. See, just like we're fully persuaded, everybody was in agreement, we're fully persuaded that we're not going to hell, that we are going to heaven. That's the same way we need to be fully persuaded that by His stripes we were healed. Be fully persuaded that my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. Fully persuaded. Thank you for listening to this message from Seven Mile Ministry. 